Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, welcome to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five star review. Yet again, I am not Leah Merrill. I am Sean DePaz, joined as always by PD. And of course, Craig will be joining us a little later. PD, how are you feeling? You know what? This, this Coyote team now has points in three of their last four games. And they're playing winning hockey, and unfortunately, that's <laughs> not the plan. Go look at the standings right now. Um, it was a good game by the Cody's. I tell you what, they were skating well. They moved the puck well. They were clearly the better team today. We talked yesterday about the, you know, I don't know if you call it the toilet bowl or the lottery bowl or the disaster, disaster bowl, whatever bowl, you want yeah. to call it. Um, the Coyotes were the better team right from the drop of the puck. And this is one of the few games Veggie gets the win, but he didn't have to be outstanding today. I didn't feel today like, oh my gosh, Veggie held him in this. The Coyotes were just better. They were on more pucks. They they were good in the offensive zone. They made better plays, and they were the better team. But it goes back to what I said before the game happened. It's is that a good thing? <laughs> you dismantle the roster. You get rid of everybody. You're playing with two goalies that aren't familiar with North American hockey and you still win. <laughs> They're racking up points right now. It's kind of exciting and it's fun to watch for sure, but, but clearly not expected. This is not the plan, but they look good today. Um, and I'm going to go with, you know, that, that top line, Nick Smalls been playing on the fourth line um, for the last few games. And, and I think it, maybe it's the wake up call he needed because he looked really good with Clayton Keller. Today. They had good chemistry. They moved the puck well together. Good give and goes. They look good in the offensive zone together. It's the best Nick Schmaltz has looked this season. So, you know, it's another positive. Um, and there are a lot of individual things as we talk about to take away from this. But overall, this team played well as a group and they get a big win at home before they hit the road trip. For sure. Uh, I just we'll get to all of our graphics and all that stuff. But do you think this kind of like surprising success is sustainable with the roster that we have? Obviously, we expect to lose some pieces at the trade deadline. But in general, with obviously Keller sticking around and this borderline AHL team, veggie, all that. Do you think this getting points on these teams that we probably shouldn't getting points on? Can that keep happening? You know, if if they continue to play together and they they keep their feet moving, they got young legs, they can compete, 
it'll keep them in games. You saw when Colorado turned it up a notch, Colorado was a better team. Um, they're going to play better teams uh, this, um, this, you know, in the next few weeks. So yeah, can they sustain it? The reality is probably not. Um, but, but, but for now, this is, this is several games in a row where they have looked better. Um, Colorado is the last game Colorado is just clearly in the elite status of the league right now. So you got, you can throw that one out. Um, but they're competing and it's fun to watch. You get good goal tending, you got puck possession, you get some offensive chances and this young defense, I tell you what, that JJ motor kid, what a play he gets on that goal. Like that's a heads up play. He beats his check off of the blue line and unbelievable backhand top shelf. This kid can play. Um, so it's really exciting to see what these young defensemen can do. So when you get through the tunnel and we get through the rebuild, you go, Oh shit, this might not be a bad hockey team. Unfortunately, some of these guys are peaking a little earlier than what GM Bill Armstrong had planned on. And they're playing maybe a little bit too good right now, um, which is great for fans, but not so much for the scouts and the draft pick guys. But, but it is, it is funner to watch with the team playing well and you go, okay, they're playing together, playing as one and they're getting offensive opportunities. So will it last? Gosh, I don't know. There's a lot of hockey left. So let's just enjoy it while we can. For sure. I do have to acknowledge one uh, comment. I do have oh, over here. I do have this wonderful picture of Shane. I, know, I am I back it. in the studio for the first time in uh, a little over two weeks, I think. So um, PD didn't get the invite, unfortunately. No, we haven't <laughs> been in the studio forever. It's been once since Christmas time. I kind of yeah. kind of forgot what it's like. Hopefully we're back in the studio by next week after Leah gets off for a little, um, I'll call it a vacation, but she'd get mad. Vacation, I know she's working yeah. really hard. I've seen the clips. So hard really? she's working. Really hard yeah. in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. She gets to see a playoff game. And I not a playoff game, but a game that had major implications for us nonetheless. Um, but as you mentioned, Veggie um, did not have to carry the normal workload. Um, we can get into our game by the numbers. Only 26 shots for the Canadians. Uh, the other night you mentioned as a coach, you're kind of looking to keep it under 30 shots a, a game. And they managed to do that. And obviously it paid off for them. Yeah, it's the first time we haven't seen Vimelka have to make 45 saves in a game. Yeah. I mean, he, he makes 24 saves and he didn't have to make the spectacular saves. There were a few at the end there. And when Montreal pulled the goalie, they had a, a couple of chances right in the crease and a little skirmish there. But, but he just needed to make average saves he just needed to make the saves he should make tonight and if you can do that for your goaltender that's a huge win defensively and just give him give him a look at the puck take away the rebounds don't have to make the big difficult saves and I thought veggie that's the kind of night he needed he needed to get a win where he didn't have to be spectacular he just needed to be good Um, on the power play you know, they're going to have to find a way to get power play goals as well as they move the puck around. They had some opportunities on the power play. They just couldn't put one in. And conversely, the penalties they took tonight. And I saw one of the comments before the show started today about Liam O'Brien taking penalties. He's a guy that concerns me. Like you want him to play on the edge. You want him to play with energy and speed and have a little bite to his game, but he can't spend two, four, six minutes in the penalty box every single game. And that's what's happening with him. He's leading the team with penalties. I think he picked up his 78th and, or is it six, 78th and 80th penalty minute uh, of the season. And he can, and he can't do that. Like he, he's got to stay out of the box as this season progresses because this team isn't good enough to 
kill off penalty after penalty after penalty. So Liam's got to be physical. He's got to be involved in the game. He's got to bring energy, but he got to stay out of the penalty box because if they play better teams with more talent and better power plays, you can only fight this off for so long. Yeah. yeah, you did mention him having to be physical. He did lead the team today in uh, with six hits, um, but he also led the team, obviously, with four penalty minutes. Um, him and Labushkin were the were the two that went to the box for the um, for the Coyotes. Um, and then, yeah, so 0 for 5 on the power play, 1 for 3 for um, the Canadians, and then a slight edge on the faceoffs. Um Anything like any big surprises for this game? Anything that really stuck out to you? Well, I was surprised in the lack of offense by the Montreal Canadiens. I know this is a team that's struggled for the season and for them to come out flat against the Coyotes and not be able to, to provide offense. I was surprised. I mean, Cole, Cole Caulfield had a, had a tough year. Um, you know, Christian Dvorak was a non-factor. Suzuki was a non-factor. I mean, I expected a little more out of Montreal and I, and I, you know, as a matinee game, middle of the day, I thought they would they would bring a little bit more. So that surprised me a little bit. And the way the Coyotes were able to do just the opposite, that top line with Boyd Keller and, and Schmaltz, man, they moved the puck well. And I see a super chat. Yeah, Ruler 14. Colorado fans are going nuts. Jordan Greenway of, uh, assuming the wild, checked Kemper. Um, yeah, I just I saw that. And Darcy Kemper got hurt when he played for, for Arizona when they were playing the Wild um, in a third period dominated by the Wild. And Kemper missed a, a long period of time. Colorado's in Minnesota today. Uh, Greenway goes through the crease, bumps him in the head, and he left the game and did not return. So that's that's a piece because we saw Colorado yesterday when they finally get Kemper as shutout, first shutout as, a, as an av. Maybe they're putting all the pieces together. This is not a good sign for them. And hopefully Darcy's okay. And it's something they're just keeping him out of the lineup for precautions. Let's hope. But for you're sure. right. As Karen said, they looked worse than the Oats. This this is a team that was in the Stanley Cup finals last season. Like the, the Coyotes over the summer blow up the roster, get all these draft picks. The you knew the plan. Like it, this is what they want to do. We're going to try to get draft picks. We're going to try to build from within. We're going to do the rebuild. And no matter how painful it is, we're going to stick with it. Montreal was in the finals. Like to go from that in a hockey crazed market in a hockey crazed city to this, this is, I mean, I, I can't imagine how disheartened their fans must be. They are sitting right now with 19 points. With the win, the Coyotes jump up. They're three points ahead of them uh, of Montreal now with 22, and only two points behind Seattle and Ottawa, who are both tied at 24. What does Bill do <laughs> if this team jumps into from 30, you know, 32nd, 31st, 30th, 29th, 28th? What if they get to 28th, 27th? Whoa, like Alex Ovechkin says, what then? What then? <laughs> So, so I don't know. This is this is clearly not the plan. Um, I, I know they're going to lose more hockey games, but they're playing well. Keller's having a great year, so they're scratching their heads in there. You, you, you excite, you're excited in the locker room. You know, coaches and players want to win, and they're going to come out and try to play and win every single night. And that's what happens when you put a good group of players together that are all pulling the rope the same way. So, not the plan from the management side, but. I think this team's got a few more wins in them. Yeah. Do you, are the, like, obviously we saw how this game went. Who is, do you think the worst team in the NHL? Like, who do you think actually is going to end up with the, the worst record? It's funny because I don't think the Coyotes are. 
and it's when the season started and and you looked at the the post game shows we were doing wheel of fantasy losing seven one eight to one eight two you're like oh this is gonna be a tough year but they've put it together and, and they've found a way to click as a group and i've got two lines that i think can provide offense i i think the kessel kraus line they can get offense on a nightly basis and if schmaltz can put this together and get some consistency to his game with clayton keller and they can find that chemistry I mean, this is they're not going to win. They're not going to win the Stanley Cup. They're not going to make the playoffs. They don't have those powerhouse players like McKinnon, McDavid, Matthews. They don't have that. But when you look at that Montreal team, the, I'm not sure what that was. Like, I don't know what they're what they are right now. They're not getting good goaltending. They're not be able. They can't provide offense. The, their power play can't seem to get it together. They're kind of in disarray. And with Seattle, you knew this is what they were going to be. That they were going to struggle. So. Coyotes head-to-head in a seven-game series with Seattle. I might have to take the Yotes right now. Ottawa's better. Ottawa's a better hockey team. They have younger players that are offensively minded that can put up numbers. Ottawa just hasn't found a way to put it together yet. I think Ottawa's better, but I think Seattle, uh, Montreal, they're in the same boat with with Arizona at the very least. Um, But it's it's not what we saw in the first 10 games where, good grief, this Coyote team didn't fit. They're playing good hockey. Yeah, so just a quick update. Um, you mentioned Seattle. They're currently losing 2-1 to Chicago um, with about 18 minutes left in the third period. Um, obviously, we did not get the job done in terms of the the, the race for Shane Wright. But, uh, you know, that puts them two points behind Seattle yeah. at almost the midway point. There is no way you would have said they're two points behind Ottawa, Seattle, and they're ahead of Montreal. And they're starting to bear down on the Islanders. That's a team I had in the playoffs. Yeah. And Buffalo, we know where Buffalo's going to end up. Buffalo just slides because that's what they do. Well, what if the Coyotes jump into 27th and they're picking 7th? Well, anyway, how do you how do you square that with your fan base after you blew it up? Yep. I don't know. This It's going to be a storyline as this season continues. As you get into, I mean, they're only, you know, 37 games and there's a lot of hockey left. So there's by no means we can pencil these guys in higher in in the standings, but this is not what they had expected. Yeah, I mean, Charles does make a good point, though, that just because we have the worst record does not guarantee us the first overall pick. So, I mean, there is always the potential that we get to enjoy a few of these games, a few of these wins, and still get um, win the Shane White or Shane Wright sweepstakes. And you're so. right. And if you look through history, the team that gets last rarely gets that yeah. first pick. So maybe it's maybe that's the new strategy. Be bad, but not quite the worst. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen a couple comments online about people thinking that Uncle Gary is going to rig this this lottery um against the coyotes. But I I mean, I do have to say it seems like in, in at least recently he's been pretty he's been like sticking his neck out for the Coyotes. He's been sticking up for Arizona hockey in general. So yeah, when it comes to keeping the franchise here in Arizona and doing everything he can to make sure that there's continues to be hockey in the Valley, Gary's definitely on our side, but when it comes to ping pong ball luck, (laughs) I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Gary's karma or if there's, you know, a weighted ping pong ball in there, but the Yotes just can't seem to get it done in the lottery. Yeah. So we get to uh, someone that you mentioned earlier that, um, we have been looking for more production from in general recently, but of course our king of the game is going to be the one and only Nick Schmaltz, um, a goal, two assists, including that assist on the empty net goal. And um, 
Keller did pass him at the end of the game in terms of leading the league or leading the team in shots on goal. But Schmaltz, did have five shots on goal of his own. And it was a nice little uh, surprise, I would say, or at the very least, a nice little treat to see Schmaltz uh, perform the way a lot of us have been hoping for him. to. Perform. Yeah. And if you talk about it, and this is a surprising stat, he doubled his goal output with that single goal in, in game 37. <laughs> this is a guy that needs to have more than two goals, 37 ga- games into the season. It, it's disappointing where he's had at offensively. I know he was hurt and he missed a big portion of the season, um, but he has to start getting more involved in the offense and maybe playing with Keller. That'll be the spark that he needs. Um, I thought today was the first time that he was able to put multiple shifts together where you go, okay, yeah, he can play. I mean, he distributed the puck well, moved well, shot well and you talked about his shots five shots on goal he ended up with eight attempts you know Keller ended up with 11 attempts by far those two dominated in shot attempts for this team um maybe this is the turning point of this season for Nick Schmaltz maybe he can put it together because he is as talented a player that is on this entire Coyote roster when he can put it all together with his speed his hands his vision his hockey sense he does have all the tools in the toolbox he just hasn't consistently put them together for this team and maybe today is the start of that let's hope so because he he's a guy that can bring some excitement and when he clicks with Keller I tell you what Keller's always a guy that he needs a little bit of help he needs someone to distribute the puck to him he can't do it by himself um, so this may be something we see on this road trip, which is going to be extremely difficult over the next week. And not only is the road trip going to be hard. I don't know. Do you watch the weather channel, Sean? I think that's an old not. person thing where you <laughs> dial into the weather channel and you know the weather across the country. They have a huge snowstorm in New Jersey right now. Um, and the Eastern United States is just getting pounded with snow and the coyotes get on a plane tomorrow and fly to New Jersey. <laughs> not ideal. So, so hopefully they can avoid the weather um, tomorrow and some of that weather blows out, but um, it's going to be a tough road trip, a tough road trip in, in the cold Northeast. And you know what, maybe it's time for them to get on the road. It's been a while um, since they've had an extended road trip since well before Christmas. So they're going to need to find a way to win on the road if they're going to want to continue to put points together. Yeah. You did mention the Islanders kind of sneaking up on them. We do play them next Friday, I believe. Um, but just getting back to Nick Schmaltz real quick, he, yeah, on 18 games played now, he has two goals, eight assists, um, and that was, so 10 points, um, definitely. Yeah, this is the guy they need to score 20 goals. I mean, he's got to be a 20 goal scorer or around sniffing around 20 goal mark. That's what you expect. That's, that's the kind of, that's what he gets paid for is to put up those kind of numbers and it just hasn't happened, um, so far this season. And I know his hand's still bothering him. He's still not, you know. I know that's slowing him down a little bit, but maybe if today's an indication that maybe that's starting to get past him too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so real quick, I, um, I, this, this, the turnout of this game was, I was very pleased by because I did a little um, Arizona sports parlay today. I had ASU basketball who won in a thriller over Utah. So they finally, they finally won a game. Um, I had the uh, Coyotes, just winning this game, I was too afraid to bet uh, the puck line, but they they covered anyways. Um, and then I have the Cardinals tonight and the Suns tonight. So I'm the two teams I was most worried about um, have pulled through for me so far. Um, but um, if you have any interest in in making a little money betting on these Arizona teams or betting against them if you you don't trust them, which in certain certain instances I don't blame you, but you know. Um, 
head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, of course, like I said, the Cardinals play tonight in the wild card. Um, we are almost after tonight. We'll be on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Hopefully the Cardinals will still be there. Um, and DraftKings Sportsbook, who is an official sport, sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers Counting down to Super Bowl 56, you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. So if you bet just $5 and get you get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Um, and if you're not a new customer, you can still get in on the fun with the same game parlay. Um, you can buy multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PHNX, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, um, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, 21 plus, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details i do have a little uh parlay for the cardinals game tonight as well um i need some matt stafford and uh kyler murray passing yards a little like i have cooper cup and J- james connor anytime scores so hopefully i'm making a little bit of money tonight yeah and it's so easy i've got some in for tonight's game i'm not gonna lie but i've got a little more work to do and i'm gonna have to look Look at those passing yards too i'm not sure cooper cup got like cooper cup all the time you yeah just gotta go, he's gotta go cards uh, that's uh, Cooper Cup on his own right. It's minus money for any time score. So speaking of the cards and Leah Merrill's obvious absence oh, yeah. to the show and how hard we know how hard she is working. They have social events. I've seen them. Uh, she's she's work, work, work at the beach. at the you know, <laughs> Santa the Monica bar. Pier. Exactly. Santa Monica Pier. Work, work, work. Um, <laughs> she did with the rest of the crew do a TikTok video and I clearly don't have TikTok so I can't watch it but I've heard about it and last count was 88,000 views so I'm sure it's more than that now it is for those of our listeners and viewers that don't have TikTok and I imagine that there is a list of those do you happen to have Liam Merrill's TikTok video I do we can show it right now it's no big deal it's no big And there you have it. It's no big deal. SoFi Stadium is what she was talking about. It's no big deal to the Cardinal yeah. fans. Did you see who else is here, Sean? I did. Um, the moment you really have all been waiting for. <laughs> and he's arrived from the Craig elevator. Is here. He's arrived from the elevator ride. Craig, points in three of the last four. This team is is offensively uh, on fire right now. You got Schmaltz has woken up playing with Keller, and he's um, starting to starting to find his offensive side of the game. <laughs> this is not the plan, Craig. This is not the plan. Mm-mm. Listen, uh, I think they could have brought the Tucson Roadrunners up here tonight and beat the Canadians. Uh, that it, what, what, what has happened to this hockey? I mean, we, we talked to Arpon yesterday. This team is is everything as advertised. They they have fallen off the cliff. Yeah. Um, this is not a good hockey team right now. No, they uh, I, I, the first five minutes of the game, it just looked like they were standing around in their own zone. Just completely. We, you know, Arpan told us this on the podcast. 
they look completely disorganized. They don't look like they know what they're doing out there. They've got a lame duck coach who everybody expects to be fired at the end of the season. So honestly, why even keep him around if everybody knows that and nobody's really paying attention to him or playing for him? It's a bizarre situation in Montreal. Look, I know they're without Carey Price and Shea Weber, and they lost a couple centers. That's that's important, obviously. And they're missing some key guys. Brendan Gallagher wasn't in the lineup tonight. But, man, I'm not sure that team's even trying anymore. I don't know if it's going to be possible for the Coyotes to finish below the Canadians this year unless Carey Price comes back and works some magic for them. Yeah, you're right. And you talk about that coaching with Ducharme. It's it's one of those things that why don't you replace him? Well, this is why you don't replace him. You you don't want to bring in that synergy of a new coach. You don't want that bump in the standings now. They are where they are. They're not making the playoffs. So you might as well get last. And what better way to do it than have a disruptive room with a coach that you know is leaving. you got a goalie that's not there. You've got players that are hurt. Like Leave it in chaos because the Coyotes have shown when you eliminate some of that outside noise and everybody gets along and is playing the same way and pulling the same rope, you actually get some points. So I, I don't know how the Coyotes do not finish above the Montreal Canadiens. And as we are doing tank watch here tonight, Craig, uh, they are sitting two points behind Seattle and Seattle has just tied it up in Chicago. It is two, two right now with 12 minutes to go. So Seattle could pull away with 26 points, four points out of the Oats if they can somehow manage to get by the Blackhawks. At home. That'll be a good time to plug the story that I'm writing for tomorrow, which will be looking at the, the actual contenders in the lottery process. I know Buffalo got a point. They blew, blew a lead late and, and lost that game in overtime, but they got a point. So they're, they're still nine points clear of the Coyotes, but I don't trust the Buffalo Sabres. I think they'll somehow find their way into the mix here before it's all said and done. So I'll take a look at all of that tomorrow after uh, edition one of the Lottery Bowl. We'll have the rematch in Montreal a little later this season. Will the matchup as they head to the East Coast and face the Islanders this weekend, will that game have um, tank bowl implications? I don't, I don't see the Islanders sticking around in this mix. When I look at the teams that are, you know, just ahead of them in the standings, the Islanders, I think, are 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. They're finally playing games at home, and they finally figured out how to play in that arena. I think the Islanders will be well clear of the Coyotes by the time the uh, season ends. I, those aren't the teams I'm looking at. I mean, you mentioned Seattle. Seattle's definitely going to be in the mix. Ottawa has a bunch of games in hand that may help them, and they have a lot of offensive firepower, as you have said, all season. Uh, but right now they're hanging around the race as well. And then, of course, I mentioned the Buffalo Sabres, who you just never can trust in the lottery because they always seem to get the top pick or the number <laughs> two pick. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know that all too well. Um, At least it's worked out well, right, Sean? Yeah, right. Um, what was I going to say? Um, there was a question in the chat. Um if do you have any update on Wedgie and if he will make a start against his old team in New Jersey when they play? Don't know. We won't know until I guess uh, PD, you would know this better than I would. They'll, they'll probably do testing before they get on the flight tomorrow. Yeah, they'll test in the so, morning for sure. And, and that's when you'll get a sense because my understanding is those guys that were, you know, eligible to come out of the COVID protocol, none of them passed the test, including Coach Andre Turney. So I'm not even sure if those guys are going to be able to go on the road trip. 
Yeah, you expected some of the guys, some of those guys to come off the COVID list today, including the head coach. I expected him to be behind the bench today against the Montreal Canadiens. Clearly, that didn't happen. Now the concern is they have to fly across the country, so it's imperative that they test negative tomorrow. Otherwise, yeah, what do you do? You throw them on a, a direct flight to LaGuardia. I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough, long, long day. So will Wedgwood play Wednesday? Unbelievably unlikely. I mean, he hasn't played with the team, practiced with the team. It would be a stretch to see him suit up for the team on Wednesday, more or less start. I would say absolutely not. But as this entire season has gone, you just don't know. Here's here's how I see it playing out based on uh, precedent here. Vemelka will start the game in Jersey, and, and then they'll give Ivan Prozvatov the, the, uh, the Rangers game because uh, they like to throw Ivan on the road uh, against uh, top-tier competition. That's the only kind of competition. <laughs> yeah, so he faces. Madison Square Garden. I like it's <laughs> what's, easy. What's right? the big deal? Throwing against the Rangers uh, in Madison Square Garden uh, on a Friday night. Fantastic. Seriously. Good luck, Ivan. <laughs> Poor Ivan. Can, can you just get him, you know, can you give him the Sabres at Can you let him can play at home? <laughs> let him start Arguably. a home game in his career. Let him yeah. once. I did see a few people on Twitter calling for this. Are you surprised he didn't get a start tonight? Uh, I, I actually expected Vimelka to, to play this game, but it would be nice for Ivan to get a home start at some point, no matter who it's against. Even if they throw him against another top team, at least give the guy a home start. It's getting a little crazy here. Yeah, and you talk about Bees just made a comment about, about Mayo, and has Mayo benefited from Goss's bare veteran presence? I tell you what, Mayo has fit in. Like he, mm-hmm. He's played over 30 games in the National League this year. He hasn't played in the league prior to this season, and he is a regular guy that's eating minutes. Um, is he still making mistakes? Absolutely. But every defenseman in this league makes mistakes, whether they're a rookie or a veteran. Um, he's fit in. And yes, it's much easier to play with Shane Gostisbehere. He's an intelligent veteran guy that knows where to be on the ice, and he can help guide Mayo around. And that's absolutely what you're saying. And that's why he's taken this step. Mayo's an NHL defenseman now in my eyes. I, I don't see I don't see any chance that he ends up playing in, 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 back in the NHL this season, no matter how the injuries shake out. Mayo has definitely taken a step forward. And saying yeah. that, Craig, what about JJ Mosier? Yeah, boy. I, I, first of all, somebody somebody step up and, and stop the puck carrier. He literally walked through the entire Canadians defense on that goal, but it was a heck of a play. And it's it's really cool to see this guy who was mostly unheralded. Let's be honest. Uh, it, it didn't get a lot of attention. I knew the Coyotes were scouting him heavily last season. I had reported that a couple times and that they were looking at him, but there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of interest in him. I think the Blackhawks were in on him, but that was about it. Maybe Vegas. He's really taken a giant step forward for a guy that's always been, you know, described as a late bloomer. It's amazing to see him take this leap to the NHL and not just sort of feel his way around but have success he looks like he belongs so that's that's a really good sign these are the kinds of players that you need to find in the draft yeah everybody knows you need the elite talent and the Coyotes are hoping that they're going to get it over the next couple seasons with the draft picks they have and they hope Dylan Gunther is already that guy but you need to fill in around them with these guys that give you the depth you don't just win with a top heavy roster you need guys like this to complete the picture so to see a guy like jj Mosier have this sort of success to see karel de milka have this kind of success those are good signs yeah i think that's what this opportunity right now for this team to get these guys ice time and get reps in the national league soderstrom's getting those reps right now kliachonik's getting reps in the league right now guys that you didn't expect to play at all this season are getting those reps 
Um, you hope there are some some spots coming up in the near future. You see some of these guys coming off the IR or the COVID list, so you can get these guys back um, and continue their development in Tucson. Even though it was great to have them here, seeing what the NHL is, getting their toes wet a little bit, I think that's great. But I still think their development lies down in Tucson. Um, so hopefully they get to that. Um, so Craig, this game, did you get a chance to talk to Christian Dvorak? No, you know, I, I had a uh, scheduled appointment with him after the game, but I got bumped. He got a better offer. So when I when I arrived outside of the Canadians locker room, Jacob Chicken was standing there talking with his good buddy Devo. So I didn't I didn't want to interrupt. I could have stood there like the third wheel and, and waited for my time to talk to Devo, but it felt weird. I'm sure they were talking about some interesting things as well, given the fact that it was Jacob Chickering who hasn't been in the lineup in a long time and has been the subject of trade rumors for multiple weeks now. So I, I didn't feel like sticking around there. It didn't, it didn't feel right. And Devo's a guy, a man of few words as it is yeah. anyway, yeah. right, Greg? Yeah. So I'm not sure what you're going to get for a soundbite, but he's got to be disappointed in how his season has gone um, in Montreal as well. Yeah, I think, I think if you ask most people around Montreal, they're 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 not happy with what he's given them. Um, look, it, as Arpin told us on the podcast, he was there to replace Philip Deneau. They just lost Jesper Kotkaniemi uh, outright, so that's two guys that you're trying to fill fill the shoes of. I know Nick Suzuki has played pretty well, but they're they're hurting up the middle, and and Devo hasn't given him quite what they wanted. I did get a chance to catch up with his dad, though. Ed was here at the game tonight, and. He said he was out staying in Christian's house. If you remember the story, Devo had just come back to the Valley to close on that house two days before he got traded. So that, that was rough. But apparently he's keeping the house. Ed says he wants to keep it for the future. Not at his investment. I, I think this might be uh, you know Christian's retirement house. As a lot of hockey players do in the NHL, they like to retire in Arizona. Yeah, well, why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. look at, again, look at outside. We talked about the weather out east. The Coyotes are heading into snowstorms and nor'easter is not ideal for them. So so I get that. Um, and it, a lot of people have commented in, in, that didn't apparently listen to the show yesterday with Arpon is how does a team go from a Stanley Cup finalist to this? And this is bad. First of all, let's say they probably weren't a Stanley Cup finalist team. Yes. Like they overachieved last year in a screwed up division where they didn't have to go through some of the teams that you normally would have to go. They didn't have to go through Boston like they perennially have to do to get to the playoffs. It was the Northern, the North division was a much weaker division than normal once you got rid of Toronto. Um, So that's starting it. They weren't a Stanley Cup finalist team. I don't think. But you get rid of their their goalie. You get rid of Weber, who's a, an emotional and minute-eating leader of that team. You lose two centermen. Caulfield can't score. Or Caulfield can't score. I had him winning the Calder in our preseason show. Clearly, I think I I, I got that one wrong. Um. So yeah, they missed a lot of pieces. It's it's easy to see how this happened and how they yeah. fell this far. Yeah, and even uh, you mentioned it off the top. Even when they got to the Cup final. We, we kept saying on the Natty Hattie that this was a uh, it was an anomaly. This is not the Canadians. This is not a cup final caliber team. In fact, when the cup final ended, I said they would not make the playoffs next season. And listen, I, I didn't think you, you look at the division. It's easy to see Montreal missing the playoffs in the division that they're in. But I didn't think they'd fall this far. But I didn't see all these things coming that you just mentioned. The long laundry list of things. And now, you know, the GM's gone. The coach is going to be gone. So this is. This is uh, from cup final to complete rebuild. 
in the matter of one year. It's crazy to see. One last one thing for me, Craig, before I let you drive across the valley. Um, what do you think Bill Armstrong, management, scouts, hockey operations feel about what happened today? Because, <laughs> because honestly, Craig, they looked good. Like uh, Offensively, they look good. They're not making the playoffs. We've, we, we all can agree on that. But this team finishing last, I don't think is, is a foregone conclusion anymore. So what's going on with them? Do you think they look at this at, at, at like, oh, oh, or is this, is this okay? Bill has told me from the start that he never wants to deny his players the opportunity to win and to experience that, to feel that. So from that standpoint, and as a former player himself, I'm sure he's happy for him. It, you know, and listen, I don't I don't think the concern is you finish second to last in the standings. The concern for the Coyotes, given how far they've gone to try and redo this whole thing, is what happens if you pass Seattle? What happens if you pass Ottawa? What happens if you pass Buffalo? And now you're suddenly, you know, you're going to you're going to pick fifth in the draft. That's not the plan. I mean, we could we could see the doomsday scenario right playing out for the Coyotes. And it would be so Coyotes to have it happen. You draft fifth. And then Carolina and Colorado play each other in the cup final. So you get the 31st and 32nd picks. Two picks, by the way, which would have been second round picks just a few seasons ago. That's that's not what the plan is. And that's that's not going to help you as much as getting a top two put. Look, they're they're really good players in this draft, but as we know, your chances increase so dramatically if you're in those top two picks. I'm sure that's where they want to be. All right. Should we should we take a look at the the punch card real quick and see how far we have so left? Disheartening, in... Sean. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Thirty-seven complete. We're on a new row. Here's the thing: when they come back from this road trip, we'll be halfway. So take heart. Yeah, that's four a good game. We got four more yeah. games. Yeah, you're right. Past past the halfway mark. It it seems like we're way past that right now. It really <laughs> does. And I think part of it's the the length of the season, the COVID pause, and, and you know. Around Christmas, you've got the Olympic pause coming, which will no longer be a pause that will now be a schedule filled with games. By the way, that schedule should, I am, I'm hearing, should come out. It's coming this week. week. Yeah, so This we'll week see. is what I've heard. I already um, reported the Seattle game has already been uh, rescheduled. Um, they're going to they're gonna go up there. I think it was February 9th, the game that was canceled on December 21st. And then the home game apparently has been moved one day when they play Seattle here at March 23rd to March 22nd. But, yeah, I, I think the rest of the schedule – Belize going to announce it on mass. I think. I think this week, actually. Yeah, and it's it, that'll be interesting to see how all those games play out over that three weeks when the PA was expecting to have some time off, and clearly we were huh. kind of planning yeah. on having some time off too. But yeah. Oh well, work, work, work. That's what we do around here. That's we're, right. get, we're all going to watch the Cardinal game tonight. Right? I know. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Why don't it. you get out of there and get home and order your? I was going to say pizza, but you're way too bougie for pizza. I don't know. What would you do? What What is your go to? Too bougie for pizza. What are you talking about, buddy? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I have standards for pizza. I mean, it's not like I'm ordering (laughs) Domino's or Little Caesars, but I will eat pizza. I love pizza. You want Chicagoan? Come on, man. Are you having pizza for tonight's game? What are you going to go home and eat, Pete? Well, you're already home. That's I'm right. Home. You don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> so here. what you're going to have, what are you going to have? Grilled fish and asparagus grilled, again? Grilled salmon. Nailed it. <laughs> See? Craig, I, I did want to ask you, since you're so picky with your hot dogs, have you had a Sonoran dog? No, I haven't had a Sonoran dog. Oh, I had one the other day. It was one of the best things I've ever eaten. So what, what, what all is on a Sonoran dog again? Remind me. 
I don't even I honestly don't know what it was. I just got handed it and I ate it. There was beans on it. Um, yeah, that's good. There was like a, a, a plethora of different like sauce. So- I feel like you would not like it, to be honest. There was just like a bunch of different stuff on it. Um, was there ketchup it was, on it? Maybe uh, there was literally like four different colored sauces on top of it. I think one of them may have been ketchup. There was like some kind of like chimichurri on it. I don't I don't know what's on a Sonoran dog. It was a lot of it and it was really good. I might, I might enjoy it actually, as long as there's no ketchup on it. Well, My issue we'll, here is with ketchup. We'll get you one, and we'll hide the ketchup under everything else. Well, we're we're, we're aiming for the IPA next, apparently, and you yes. know, PHNX constant effort to embarrass me on the air. We're yes. getting close. Make sure you tell everyone you know, your mom, your dad, your best friend, your neighbor, your worst enemy, to follow at PHNX underscore Coyotes. If we get to twenty five hundred followers. Uh, Craig will be drinking an entire IPA. That was one thing I did see someone oh, there on Twitter. It is. I did see someone on Twitter questioning whether or not you were going to drink the whole thing. You are going to drink the whole thing, whether you like it or not. P- uh, Craig will be drinking an entire IPA on air over the course of a show. It won't be a chug or anything like that. Why can't I get a challenge like this? Like, That's what, what I'm asking, Petey. You're and at- by the way, on the subject of the hot dog, Look, if, if you want me to eat, eat an entire hot dog, then you, you need to make the language very clear. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Got to put make, it in the make contract. Make sure it's in the contract. That's right. Um, right. For the record, if and they didn't agree to this, but it's happening regardless. If we get to 3,000, PD and Craig will both be doing a TikTok. So there's your <laughs> there's your challenge, PD. Why can't I just drink like Craig gets to? Wait, you left that open ended. Like, if at some point we get to 3,000, they'll do a TikTok. Do we have a time frame here? No, when we get to 2,000 likes, whether it's tomorrow or five years from now, which it (laughs) won't be, because we're taking over the world over here at PHNX. But whenever we get to 3,000, there will be a TikTok featuring Craig and Petey. I'll definitely drink a beer. That's a we can only. That one will have like 17 views. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I need. That'll boost my broadcasting career right over the top. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, all right, Craig. I know you probably want to get home. Oh. Yeah, when is Cardinals kickoff? Yeah, we got. Yeah, he better get so going. Is it six fifteen game? Is it six fifteen game? So yeah, kickoff yeah, at six fifteen. So you better get going, Craig. Drive safe. I don't think it's yeah. it's going to be holiday light, so you should be able to make it through and no problems. And you're not battling the crowd that was at Gila River today. From the shots I saw on it Canadian is, Twitter lately, it has been rough. It has been rough here. Nobody's coming out anymore. <sighs> yeah, that's tough giving up on Glendale. Two o'clock on a Monday against Montreal, that's a tough ticket. On a football Monday. Yeah, with with the Cardinals playing tonight. That's a tough ticket. So let them go on the road. We'll see if they get any wins on this. They've got, what do we got? Devils, uh, Rangers, Islanders, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, boy. We'll see if they're back in tank season by the time they get back here at the halfway mark. All right, boys. I'll see you Wednesday. Okay. See you later, Craig. Craig. Well. All the insights you always need from inside Gila River. He went to go get Christian Dvorak, and he's been his plan all day, and he just couldn't get to him. All right, I got to acknowledge this. What's with what's with Sammy D and the, the Traeger? He's been – I've seen him in the comments before trying to get you all on the Traegers. He asked if – I do not have a Traeger for the record. Um, not much of a cook. I know, and, I, and I'm, I love my barbecue, and I just – first of all, have you – and since you don't know, and Traeger's expensive, man. It, oh, yeah. It's expensive. And I did finally bring a puzzle. I know people were concerned. So I stepped away during the DraftKings read and I put my Paul and Babe puzzle up. Um, Paul triggers are great. It's, it's, the, it's the Mercedes or BMW of the grilling world. And <laughs> Sammy D loves it. 
Is AZ famous for IPAs? I, I don't, don't think believe so. so. It's just Craig. Craig played his just hand too much them. and showed that he didn't like them. So naturally, we have to torture him by forcing him to drink one. Yeah, wait. And people are down on that. They were torturing Craig. Well, if you want me to drink beer on air, <laughs> no, okay. that's not fair though, because you like beer. You like. You like. Is there a I kind know. of beer that you don't like? I mean, not like he is so passionate about. It. I mean, I'll try anything. I'd prefer him not to be raspberry and peachy and. Okay, yeah, that's all fair. Fruity beers. I don't like I'll, fruity beers or ciders. I'll drink it. I I love IPAs for the record. I don't know if I love them, but I drink them. Oh no, IPAs are like the beer that I go for if Seriously? I'm in a bar that has oh. like I I will order IPAs. Yeah, I learned something new about you, Sean. Yeah, I'm. I have uh, an eclectic taste, I would say. Wow, but um. One thing, Craig may not be good at drinking IPAs, but he is good at writing stories. As he mentioned, um, we do ha- he does have a story coming out on the our potential obstacles, our enemies in the chase for Shane Wright. Um, so if you want to read that, we have Johnny writing stories on the Cardinals, Gerald on the Suns. Um, we have Mike Luke doing U of A stuff if you're so inclined to back the A. Um, all that kind of stuff. We just have we have great, great writers over here. Um, and if you want to get their stories, you can't get most of them for free. You have to become a member of the family. Go to gophnx.com and get a subscription. Um, you can join the first month for just 99 cents, 99 cents, right? Yeah, 50 cents, 50 cents, not even 99 cents, 50 cents for the first month. Or if you want to make the commitment, make the leap, you can um, get a year-long membership, includes a free t-shirt um when you become a member you get access to the discord get on there talk with pd me leah craig about coyotes to talk to any of us about any of our stuff i'm in there talking about bets sometimes um so yeah get go get yourself a subscription um and join the family we're a family over here we like to have fun and we want you to be a part of it so yeah and and on that same line right now the whole phnx underscore cardinals crew is in la along with our very own Leah Merrill. So jump on to, to, to go PH next and see what's going on with the Cardinal crew right now. They're, they're going to have a pregame show. They, they've been all over the LA area over the last two days. So there's stuff on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, so go check out what they've got going on. Um, and hopefully we get the, the, the hat trick. All right. If you th- throw ASU in there, hopefully get four wins today for ASU teams or Arizona teams. Sorry. Yeah. Make sure you follow that. As soon as you get off of here, Go check out whatever we got going on with the Cardinals. Um, win or lose, hopefully win. They will be live after the game. Um, some of them from inside SoFi Stadium. So you'll wow. get a nice look at inside of that stadium. Um, but make sure you check them out. Check out everything we do over here. Like I said, it's a family. And we have a whole lot of fun. Um, you have anything else from the game today, PD? Well, I, ju- I just thought... That if if this is the way the Coyotes are going to play, they're going to get more wins. And, and I know that's not the plan. I know that's not what they're looking for. But Phil Kessel makes the play to Larson. Unbelievable pass through three, three sticks. He looked good. Larson looks good with them. And Kraus, that line is great. The Keller-Schmaltz chemistry, you know, fingers crossed for Coyotes fans that that continues to be a pair that works really well together. And Veggie finally got a game where he could just settle in and play good hockey without having to be the superstar dynamic diving around, having to make, you know, saves on his head. He, he just got to play hockey. So there are so many good things to take from this game. Unfortunately, you can't get overexcited because it was against a really bad Montreal team. Um, so we'll take the good. We'll take the good. 
pack it up, hit the road tomorrow, hopefully get a few players back from the COVID protocol and turn this road trip into, into successful. And they've, they've struggled a little bit on the road. So this gives them an, op- an opportunity to play against some good teams and see how they fit in now against the, some of the elite teams, the Rangers and, and the, the Pittsburgh Penguins on this trip. So I'm excited to see how they fare on this trip. And for us, Sean, what that means, an Eastern road trip is some early games. Yes, I was looking at that. Caleb mentioned 5 p.m. starts. stay up late. 5 yes. p.m. starts, except for that Islanders game on Friday is a 5.30 start. But otherwise, <laughs> so I can yeah. stay up at least till 8. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have a couple nice early games. You can watch the and game. I hope we're back in the studio, too. Yeah, I, I think should, that's the plan be. this week. Yeah, um, after everybody yeah. gets back from LA, I think. you won't get to see my beautiful face as much. Uh, oh, I will be, Leah will be back in this chair. I'll make a jump in for chair. sure. You, yeah. you got the sports report. You get, yeah. You'll be popping your head into ASU. You're kind of one of those floaters. You kind of fit wherever yeah. you need to fit in. I'm a I'm a utility man. You know, you'll get plenty of my face because I know you'll miss it. Um, I did want to ask, getting back to hockey, real quick. Um, with the obviously veggie has been forced to be um like our number one recently because wedgie's been on the uh the covid list do you think he stays getting the majority of the starts will we go back to more of like a tandem kind of going back and forth with him and wedgie um because i mean it seems like wedgie playing more games is a little better for the tank effort um so you know it's funny you say that because when wedgie came in the only way they were getting points is when yeah. wedgie was in the lineup and vimelka was getting pulled uh, consecutive starts he was giving up well you know five six seven <sighs> coaches play who's playing well coaches play who's playing hot and right now that's vimelka um Prozvitov is doing exactly what a backup's supposed to do go in and get your team a chance to win he's done that so i expect Prozvitov to get one of the two games this weekend wedgie it's going to take him some time. Like he, he's going to have to practice. He's going to have to get back into game shape. And I know, you know, he, he, he hasn't been up for that long, but you miss games as a, at the goaltending position. You've got to get back into game shape. So I don't expect him to play for a while. And then who's ever playing better. Who's ever the, the number one guy. This isn't a situation where you go, okay, he like Darcy Kemper's number one guy. That's just the way it is. He's going to be our number one guy. We're going to ride him. It's not that way here now. It's who's ever playing better is going to play. And that's who's going to get the stretch of games. And they're going to roll with who's ever playing the best at that time. So for now, it's Veggie. Um, two weeks from now, it could be Wedgie. And a month from now, it could be Prozvitov. And maybe, you know, by the end of the season, it's Carter Hutton again. You just don't know. Um, the coach isn't boxed into a corner of having to play a certain guy. So that gives him a little bit more freedom. But I would expect who's ever playing well at that time is going next. Or if a guy's struggling, he's probably going to sit down for a game or two. Fair enough. Um, I didn't, I literally just noticed this, but we're matching. We're both wearing our yeah, Cody the Cody Coyote Coyotes. Shirt. I mean, you, we're, you literally just noticed that. I literally just noticed that we were both wearing the shirt. <laughs> just um, They're good. Shirt. And you got the red one in the background. We have yes. all three of them here. Look I at do. us. I'm a, well, these are, actually, are, I've had that there for a long time, and it's not because I'm advertising for PHNX, although I am. It's covering this little messy little desk area thing that <laughs> I have. And so before the show starts, I always throw it over. It's like one of those shelving things where you put files and stuff. Fair so enough. I kind of hide that. So it's a dual-purpose T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, my at-home setup, I'm covering a, a mirror that would look a little unsightly with my whenever I have the T-shirt hanging behind me. So you got to do what you got to do with the, the work-from-home setup. Seattle picked up a point, and they're going to overtime. So they now have jumped up to 25. Three points. Ahead of your Arizona Coyotes. 
Sean, not the most observant of hosts. We have job security <laughs> right there. Listen, Leah listen. makes it home. Good grief. I, I may not be the most observant, but at least I don't have uh, Vin Diesel and the cast of Fast and Furious hanging out outside of my apartment I know. for every show. <laughs> it has been a lot quieter since Leah's Tokyo Drift show has passed us and her L.A. street gang. Where uh, Bees wants me to wear my Bills jersey. I'll be wearing this shirt because clearly Arizona sports have a little bit of luck going right yeah, now. Keep it on for the rest of the night. Um, but if you want to join me in wearing one of these terrific shirts, or if you want to rock the purple one that Petey's wearing or the red one that he's using to hide his messy filing cabinet thingamajig, um, head over to the PHNX locker and get yourself a shirt. Um, as we've mentioned multiple times, these shirts are super soft, super comfortable. Um, we just released a pretty awesome bird gang shirt. Um, so if you, when the Cardinals win tonight, you want to go grab a shirt to continue supporting them. We have some awesome shun, sun shirts, nice U of A, ASU, everything. Um, Shane keeps saying that we have bet shirts coming. He wants his face on them. I don't think that's happening and it's probably for the better, but regardless, <laughs> whatever. for sales, Shane, <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah, we're trying to make money, Shane. Um, so we're keeping your face off of them. This right here is wow. enough, Shane. Um, it's enough Shane in the studio. <laughs> regardless, um, head over to the PHNX locker and pick up um, one of these shirts for $29.99 or pick up a sticker pack. I'm rocking a couple of the stickers right here. I have, who do I have? I have the Mosaic um, Grateful Dead Coyote. And of course I have uh, the Derek tattoo inspired um, gorilla um, sticker. Uh, we have D-backs, Suns, Cardinals, Coyote sticker packs for just $5. So head over there and grab one of those. Um, the PHNX locker is just going to keep growing, but what we have now already is some awesome. I know. Awesome. I got to get on there and get my Cardinal stuff after the win tonight. I do. I've got some Suns one. I got the U of A one on the way. Actually, they get shipped this week, so I'm pretty juiced yeah. about that. I won't say it's lit or it slaps because it just does not look good on a 50-something-year-old <laughs> man. But they're, but they're nice shirts. <laughs> it's lit. Um Thank you, Bees, for defending me. Stop the Sean slander. Um, but yeah, head over to the PHNX locker and um, get yourself a t-shirt. I need to I need to expand my locker. I, I made a pretty big haul. I'm still waiting for my Southwest Bias shirt, but I need to get a Cardinal shirt. I need to get a Sun shirt so I can complete the trifecta. I will never wear a U of A shirt, even though those shirts are so cool, but it's forks up forever. I cannot support that school down south, but you need to support them for me and get yourself one of the really cool back the A shirts. Um, but I think that is all I, I think that's have. it. And we got to figure out the week ahead. I honestly don't even know the week ahead. I know there's a live show Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So there's going to yeah. be an audio thrown in there somewhere, but clearly Sean and I are not in charge of that. Yeah. That's uh, once Leah day. gets back from her, her Leah vacation, I mean, out. work trip um, yeah. and, in Southern California, I'm sure she'll have more information for y'all. But um, like PD said, we have a few games this week. And um, so we'll definitely be coming to you live once those are over. East Coast road trips, so we'll have some early ones. Um, but Yeah, and we'll be back in the studio. I'm pretty sure the plan yeah. is for Wednesday night's game uh, against the Devils to be back in the studio. Leah Merrill will be back. Sean will be producing. Craig will be, God, where the hell will Craig be? I think he's here. He's not going on the trip. Yeah, so I guess he'll he'll be in here. We'll have all four of us oh in studio. Goodness. That hasn't happened since I think the last time I produced a show in studio, which was December 11th. Yeah, I think you um, might be right. It's been a long time because so, it was that time we played the stars. 
me it was it was actually all five of us because aaron was here as well mm -hmm. um so looking forward to get back to the studio it's 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 for a, sure it's a little bit like home so we'll be there yeah. all things turn out right we'll all be back there wednesday for the devil game and uh, let's see if they can keep this thing rolling for sure all right well that's all we have for today make sure you follow us um me personally at sean underscore to pause pd at s peters hockey um craig at uh craig s morgan follow the show at phnx underscore coyotes um follow us on twitter and instagram at phnx underscore sports and on tiktok now um we could see leah who probably at this point has like a hundred thousand views on her tiktok um because she is famous and living it up in southern california not jealous at all um but regardless, follow us wherever you can. Make sure you leave a five-star review. Um, leave a review. Tell us, I don't know, what should they what should they review? What should their reviews say? Um, tell us well, tell better us be good like, things. Yeah, tell well, of course. Leave a five-star review. Tell us who you like better, me or Leah. Um, <laughs> or tell us that you like us. Subscribe, both. hit the bell, hit the yeah, button. All of that I don't know what stuff. you do, but do it. You don't want to miss any of this top-notch content. And go get the card. Go from this right to the PHN Cardinal show straight to them um yep, seriously i'm sure they're having fun over there because uh they actually get to watch a team that they expect and leah's to producing that show she i'm sure she'll chime in because she's probably had a couple of cocktails by now and she <laughs> of course it. um so thank you for joining us as always and hey go cards beat the rams beat the rams see you go next cards. time see ya